0: Glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, she may be a little unhappy, but I'm very happy to be worshiping with y'all, amen, amen, hallelujah. So, I think as Eddie was alluding to, we are here to worship him. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are here to worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All glory be to you, Christ Jesus. You are our Lord. You are our God. And we are here, Lord, because we love you, we trust you, we adore you, we worship you. So, Lord, stay right in the middle of this service, please. And, Lord, as we come to this next section, this next portion of our gathering lord it's so important to us everyone in this room everyone who may be watching online it is so important for us lord that you can, that you continue to tarry with us and and lord keep this about you get this clay out of the way lord be glorified among this body this morning lord teach us, guide us, enlighten us. Lord, pour out your spirit on us today. Lord, we want more of you. We, we want more of you, no matter what I've prepared, and no matter what I think you've led me to. Lord, we want more of you. So Lord, be Lord in this service right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, uh, before we get started in the message, um, I just want to, uh, we'll pray in a minute more because this week um, we sent out uh, checks and I think, um, and I want you to be aware of what you're doing. It's because of everybody in this room, your faithful tithes and offerings and then we have folks online that do the same um, and we've received generous gifts even from people who don't go to this church and so I want them to know as well. So we wrote checks this week. And because of, again, your faithfulness, um, Restore Hope, a local ministry, will be getting um, a check from us. Also Oasis, the Crisis Pregnancy Center, will be getting a check. Um, Also Brother Chuck, whom you all know. And Brother Chuck and Sister Terry, the Mission to Africa. um, You guys, uh, all of us, through your, again, your faithfulness, will be buying Bibles in Swahili uh, for uh, the folks, the, the brand new Christians, the brand new, brand new believers in uh, in Africa, and we'll continue to do that. We also have a check going out for um, missions, and I'm talking about humanitarian missions, and at the same time, be uh, gospel missions to the folks in U- in the Ukraine. Um, so we've, and that's because I want you to be encouraged, and also I say this to say because um, the notes that I've written to those with those checks, um, and then because of the requests that we have as well from those folks for our prayers. It's, and I wrote in the notes, our, our, sure, our, our gifts go with you, but also our prayers go with you. So that's what we're going to do together. So any, everyone in this room and certainly everybody online, let's, let's just take a minute now and just to bless in prayer those who are taking the gifts that we've given and ministering by Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, God, our Father, we just thank you. Thank you so much, Lord, that we have opportunity, Father, to sow into what you're doing around the world. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow locally, and we lift up, restore hope to you, Father. That, Father, along with the physical and the the blessings that are going out, with the food and the clothing and whatever um, material things that are needed for these folks in our community, Father, we pray that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ would be revealed to people who have not heard it before. And, Father, even for those who have heard it, Father, that they be revived in their spirit and in their soul. Father, we thank you for all of the workers that you've put there, and we ask that you would continue to lead God and direct them. Lord, also, as it relates to the community, our local community, we thank you for Oasis, for raising those people up, for raising that ministry up. And we're so thankful, Father, that this is not just about saving babies. It's about saving babies and giving the gospel. So, Lord, we thank you that you're saving lives. We thank you that you're saving physical lives. But Father, we also thank you that restoring families is also part of that ministry. Father, bringing the gospel to young women and young men, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the work. Father, we thank you for the workers. And we ask that you would bless them, give them wisdom. Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. And so now, Father, even as we give and as we we help to bless materially, those who are going overseas. Lord, Brother Chuck and Sister Terry have been good friends for so long, our brother, our sweet sister. Father, we thank you again for raising them up, for giving them an unction, for giving them a fire in their hearts and in their bellies, Father, and that they're still stirred to continue to give. Father, thank you for raising up 60 churches in Africa through that ministry and thank you lord for the for the for the opportunity to sow and even in a small way into that work, so Father, as those Bibles go out to those people, we pray your Holy Spirit would minister to those people as they read the words, let those words come alive in their spirits and in their souls. Father, let them be saved, let them be born again, and let them be raised up, raised up with Christ Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, that you 're going to do all of that and so now, Father also as we sow into uh, the Ukraine ministry. Yes. Father, I can't imagine again what it must be like just hearing bombs bursting around you, seeing total cities destroyed. Father, I ask you to bless our brothers and sisters. Father, even in the midst of all this catastrophic events that are going on all of these all of this chaos and all of this destruction father that you would just strengthen them with the power of your might and father i pray that as we're sowing this small seed that father it would bring the sustenance that's needed the physical the material things that are needed but father again let it also be that 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 spiritual strength the exhortation and the father and 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 any grace that's imparted, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, we're just so thankful for it. And bless them, Lord, spiritually, supernaturally, as you bless them physically. Father, I pray all this in Jesus' name. And, and Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing us, who are so blessed and sometimes take it for granted. Father, thank you for us, allowing us to sow into these ministries. Father, I pray that we would remain faithful by your grace, Father, by your mercy, that we would continue to be led by you, Father, doing those things that you've called us to do, only according to your will, it's in Jesus' name, amen, and amen. God bless you all. So this morning we're going to start in 2 Corinthians. Um, There's going to be some, we're going to go through a, a, a decent portion of scripture, but and I know how much you love that. So uh, just hang with me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. My brothers and sisters, um, as you'll see, um, I, I probably didn't do a good enough job here, but come out from among them. Come out from among them. Now, if you will remember where we've been over the last few weeks, I mean, to separating ourselves, you know, forsaking something and going to Him, forsaking whatever it was that we need to forsake, and then go to Him. And in Isaiah, forsake what is evil and learn how to do good. Amen. So, so now you see here, come out from um, come out from among them. So, come out from among who? Come out from among this world system, the, the, this whole thing. Come out from among them, those people who are um, separate from God, who don't know God. That doesn't mean that you go and you know uh, live as a hermit somewhere. No, don't participate in that lifestyle. Don't be like they are. Don't touch what is unclean. I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you should be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You're distinguished among them. You're not with them anymore. You're noticeably different. You're my sons and my daughters, and with being a son and a daughter of mine, you will act, you'll be different. Amen. Okay, so now <clears throat> the Lord has has. I mean, I'm I've been being nudged, and uh, I didn't know where it was going, and I think it this is where it was going. And the Lord has nudged me about Abraham, Abraham, the father of the faithful, right, and and Abraham. In Abraham, God um, revealed himself to humanity. Amen? They, that was the first one. That was, and then the, through Abraham, the, the Jewish, the, the lineage, Israel, the, the, the nation of Israel. And, and then through Israel comes the tribe of Judah. And through the tribe of Judah, the Lamb of God. Amen? Amen. And then through the Lamb of God, all, all of us. But God knew that. Right from the beginning, as we know that he promised Abraham that he would be the father, not just of one nation, but of many nations. Amen? Amen. So now in Genesis, um, and I'm going to be bouncing around Genesis, so try to jot it down and look it up later. But in Genesis chapter 12, if you remember, my brothers and sisters, last week I spoke to you about snapshots. Does anybody remember that? We were we're speaking about snapshots in our lives. Some of the things that we've done that that we know that Holy Spirit was all over us, you know, those times when we, uh, we had opportunity to minister to somebody. Somebody came to and we prayed with somebody. Or, we, you know, we just spoke to somebody and all of a sudden Scripture came out of our mouth without us even thinking about it. Holy Spirit was working through us. We have those snapshots in our lives, don't we? But we also have some of those other snapshots in our lives. You know, where we acted in the flesh. We did things that, you know, we were sorry for later. And by the grace of God, we, again, repented and, you know, hallelujah. Amen? So we have these snapshots. So we're going to look at snapshots in Abraham's life. I, like I said, beginning in Genesis 12, verse, verse 1. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, or Abram at that time, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. Do you see that? Now I, now I, I really. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I want to pause here for a moment, okay? Uh, Again, you see where I put the emphasis? Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. Again, move away from that. Right, God, I have a plan for... I'm going to say now in Tony language, I've got a plan for you. I've got something planned, Right? So now, here's what I need for you to do. Get away from that and go this way. Are you there? Is that tracking? Okay? But then look what he says. He says, uh, to a land that I'll show you, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. See, I'm blessing you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you great. But the reason why I'm blessing you is so that you can bless everybody else. Are you there? Come on. Ah, hallelujah. You're not excited about that as I am. And But look at what he adds. Look at what God says to that. I will bless those who bless you. Yes. See, my brothers and sisters, I'm not going to keep... I, I, got, I have to. Excuse my grammar. I have to say some things just so that we have perspective and that also you're... It is very um, important that we understand... When God is saying this, He's not saying it to Abraham specifically. He's saying, Abraham, to your people, to your nation. I'm blessing those who... Because later on, God does say that. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Come on, help me out, Luke. Amen? Amen. So now watch. That's why it's important, because there are so many scriptures that allude to that. It starts here. And it's talking about He's going to be a great nation. He says, you're going to be a great nation. And I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. Who? Him? No, the nation. Right? So that's why it's so very important that you watch and you see who's blessing Israel and who's not. It's very important. Okay? So that's all I'm going to leave that there. So now going on to verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now, he was in Haran. He, he was in Haran, but he was actually from Ur of the Chaldees, right? Okay, Abraham Abram had received the word from God. If you'll go back in that first verse, the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country. Had said, past tense. So when, Abram said, when God spoke to Abram, he's moving from Ur, they end up in Haran. Well, what happened was, Tara, his fa- the whole family went. Mm-hmm. But the call was, get away from your family. Get away from all of that. Yeah. Leave that. Come this way. Isn't that so? But the whole family went. Yeah. So the whole family, he had already heard the call. It, that's what this says, doesn't it? Someone help me out here today. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it says. He had already heard the call. Yes. And so now, him, he, he's moving, and his father decides, everybody's moving. They end up in Iran. Now, Terah dies. His father dies. Then, we see in verse 12, this is speaking after that family, they're, they're dead. His father died. And now he's saying, okay, now God is speaking to him again. Okay, as we go. Let's go forward. Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So that they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to to the place of Shechem as far as the Terebinth tree of Moray. And the Canaanites were there in the land. Verse 7, look at it with me. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to a mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on that west, and on Ai or Ai, some people say it's Ai, on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called the name of the Lord. So Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south. So now, I know that's choppy. So now what? Listen. He goes, go into this land and, and you're going into the land. wherever you go, that's yours. I'm giving it to you. Okay? But now notice, I want to backtrack just a whisker. Abram goes. He gets the call. Goes to Haran. He leaves Err. His whole family's with him. They die. His father dies and now he just takes portions. He takes all of his riches, all of the wealth that he's accumulated, all of the folks that now are under his charge and his nephew, they go with him. They, when they go, now they are going with him, but you see God is pronouncing something else to him now. See, now God is speaking to him again. Did you see that? In verse 7, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Okay, Abram, I told you to leave. You left, but you didn't leave them. Right? Now, okay, time to leave. Go this way. I'm, I'm speaking to you now, so let's go. Let's, let's continue this journey. Are you with me? Okay, stay there. So now, as we, we continue, we continue in chapter twelve. There's, now Abram's in the land. He's got his all of his servants and all of his family, just his, his you know his wife, and now uh, his and Lot, his his uh, nephew, and they've got. He's already collecting some wealth. He's already got livestock and so on and so forth. But now there's a, a there's a famine in the land. So he goes down to Egypt to escape the famine. I find that interesting. I find that interesting. So God says go and when he goes and then there's a famine in the land. Well, wait then. Wait, why, how could that be? Abraham was, was faithful to God. Amen? God told him to do something. He ended up doing it. You know, there was a little bit of sideways, but he ended up doing it. And when he gets to the land that God has called him to, in obedience to God, he went by faith. When he first started moving, remember, he didn't know where he was going. He just got up and went. By faith. And so now he goes into this land that God told him to go into, and now there's a famine. God, how could that be? Why would you do that? See, my brothers and sisters, God does not promise you and me a picnic. He just says, follow. By faith, just follow. He followed. And something not so good happened. So now he goes into the land of Egypt and he stays there. Now we know the story, most of us, I think. When he goes into the land of Egypt, now Sarai was very beautiful. And he's concerned when he goes in there, now these guys are going to be after my wife and in order to get to her, they're going to kill me. So they got my wife. So he says, he comes up with the plan. Again, his plan, not God's, his plan. And he says, just tell them you're my sister. This way they won't kill me to have you. So that's what they do. And so the king takes Sarai as his wife. And guess what happens? There's all kind of plagues on the king's house. And, and, and then thinks, why would you do this to me? Why would you say this? is And he says, okay, get out of here. Take everything with you. By that time, he had already... And he had favor with Pharaoh initially and gave him more livestock. And he's collecting, man. He's collecting wealth, livestock. And and so now he says, Okay, take everything and get out. And that's what they do. So they go back. So then it says in uh, chapter 13, beginning in verse 1, Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, gold. He went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel. And to that place his tent had been in the beginning, between Bethel and Ai. To that place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Look at verse 5 with me. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. So are are you hearing that now? So Lot is prospering because of Abram. And so now they go back to the original land where they first settled and they go back and now they've got all of this livestock and all of this and now, and they also have these people that work for them and taking care of their shepherds and they're taking care of their, their livestock and things of that nature. So, so now you see this. Look, Abram wasn't supposed to, he was supposed to separate himself from, from everybody and everything, right? Okay. Including Lot. So now you have Lot and his and there's strife. Now there's this thing that's happening. There's some there's some grief. There's some stress. Is this tracking with anybody right now? Yeah. Yeah. See, listen, it, it's I complicate the matter. God has called me to something. God has called me. He's moved me. He's 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 laid out a plan. He's laid out a roadmap for me. But I have my affections. I have my wants. My desires. I have these things that. Um, pull and tug on me. Uh, I have people in my life that, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. I have made these relationships and there may not be the healthiest thing and that's not really what God has called me to. But those things become stress points in my life. They become hindrances and they get in the way. Therefore, that call that God has on my life can't be totally fulfilled. Oh, I'm not talking about you being saved or anything like that. I'm not saying, well, you're you're not born again if you have this in your life and you're not doing... No, I'm not not saying that. Was Abraham still accounted uh, as righteous? Yes. His faith... Was accounted to him for righteousness. We know that. The scripture says that. Was Abraham doing everything absolutely right? No. Now listen, the minute I say that, I'm going to get criticized by the Pharisees. I'm I'm just saying, that does not mean that we have license to knowingly do things wrong. In fact, what I'm trying to teach you today, nay, what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us today, if we really want to serve God, and if we really want to prosper, even as our soul prospers, then we need to do it His way. And we need to stop mixing what we like with what we think he might like, it doesn't work that way. And that's the whole reason why he says, leave that and go to this. Man, I've been on this for a few weeks. So glad to see you again. I've been on this for a few weeks. So somebody needs to hear it. Maybe me. Leave that and go to this. Abram, the father of the faith, leave that And go to this, amen. And it took him a while. Now remember, he was. This says he was seventy five when he was in Iran, right? Okay, just you know, I know you know that, but golly, it's it's. And now because think about this for a minute. I want to push on this just a little bit because is there anybody in this room that gets a little stressed every now and again? No, no, no. I don't mean, you know, something. somebody works on your last nerve. I don't mean that, you know. I mean like... Uh, well, I'm so glad that I'm not the only one in the room. <laughs> it's happened to me a few times. Just this last week. <laughs> but, 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 but I want you to know something here. Some of that, if not all of that, is self inflicted. Yes. It's because of decisions that I've made, the way that I chose to go. Come on, so listen! Don't look at your neighbor, your wife, your husband. Don't oh, I wish, or don't even. Hey, you're you're you just tuned in online, or you just heard this message recorded, and I said I can't wait for so and so to hear this. Mm-hmm. You're hearing it for a reason. See, don't don't think that this is for somebody else. No. So now we see this played out. Abram. Yes. So now he, because he, he, he's got this association, now there's stress in his life. Now he's got to figure this thing out. Right? So now Abram does the right thing. He makes the right decision. What does he do? He says, listen, you know, we're brothers, we're family. There, I don't want there to be any uh, hard feelings between us. Look, you just look. You know, if you say you're going right, I'm going left. If you say you're going left, I'm going right. Let's, let's separate this thing out, and you have yours, I'll have mine, so that we don't have any problems. That's basically what he said. I, I, I use my Dade City vernacular for some of you that... Are you with me? Isn't that basically what he says, right? So now Lot sees this beautiful, lush land. He knows his, his livestock, they're going to be fat, baby. There's all that green stuff down yonder. We're going there. Okay, go ahead. And we know what that led him to. Amen. So he, he look at it in, in uh, Genesis thirteen fourteen. It says the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separate separated from him. Right. Yeah. What, when did the Lord say to him? After Lot had separated from him. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. For how long? Forever. 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 And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, that your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length, its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the temperament tree of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. Did you hear that? Yes. When did when did the Lord appear to him again and announce all of that blessing to him? After there was that separation, right? Hallelujah! So we know now. Now that they're separated, there's that war. The kings, where all those kings gathered together, and they warred against the other kings in Sodom and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were sacked. They lost all that they had, and you know their their inhabitant. Their, their citizens, let me say it that way, their citizens were taken captive and all this other thing. So now uh, Abram hears about it and so he's concerned for his nephew Lot. So he goes down and he takes his 300 plus trained men and he separates and he attacks and he wins, right? He gets back everything and he's delivering it. He delivers it back to Sodom and Gomorrah. But on his way, there was Melchizedek, right? Right? That priest, who no one knows who he descended from, that priest that Jesus has named of the order of Melchizedek, no beginning, no end. Amen? That priest, he greets and gives uh, sustenance to uh, Abram and his men and pronounces a blessing on him. But Abram tithes to him. How did he know to do that? he tithed to Melchizedek. Amen? Abram... Think about this for a minute. Abram had one-on-ones with God. God spoke directly to him. Didn't He? We've just accounted for a few of them already, right? But now, even though... Come on. Even though he has this one-on-one with God, he still goes and tithes to this priest speaks to the authority, speaks to the office of this priest, doesn't it? Yes. Speaks also to the obedience of Abram. The faithfulness of Abram. So now the, the king of Sodom says, listen, I, you know, I want to bless you. No, no, no. Abram says, I raise my hand to the Lord God. Yes. And, and I don't want anybody to be able to say that they've made me rich because it's God who makes me rich. Just give the boys what they've eaten, and that's it. Amen? Everybody remember that? Okay. So now, we jump, that's in verse 16. You go to verse 17, and God appears to, to, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Did you hear that? And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him. This is awesome stuff. Now listen, if God was doing that with Abraham, Amen? Okay, what do you think He can do with us after our sins have been paid for by Jesus Christ, after, listen, after we have the Spirit of the Living God indwelling in us, if He's able to lay down there and talk with God, what, what, what are our possibilities? Come on. See, there's no excuse for us. It's just, do you want it? Do you want it? He fell on His face and, he, and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. You see what God is saying? It's already done. It's already done. I've made you a father of many nations. Hallelujah. But Abram says to be, You know, I don't have any descendants. We can't have any kids. I'm ninety nine. We you know my So the Lord appears to him again in uh, chapter 18. In chapter 18, he, reappe- he appeared him by the turban trees of Mamre. He was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. We know what happens then. And it was the angel of the Lord. And, and the angel of the Lord was Jesus. And he appeared with other angels. Tells him what he's going to do. And that's when um, Abraham basically bargains with God Amen? He bargains with God about Lot because he, he tells them that they're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for the, the, the wicked and evilness that's gone up before him. I want, to, I want to backtrack just a little bit because there's one other thing here that happened. When Abraham did tell God, you know, hey, how about these descendants? And, you know, and God told him, no, the Eleazar, because he said the only, the only one that's close to me is Eleazar and he's not of my body. No, that's not going to be the one that inherits anything. That's not going to be the one. There's going to be somebody that comes out of your body. It's going to be your seed. That's going to be the the one. Amen? And then he also, at that point, God says, okay, I'm going to give you a sign for the covenant. your, Your sign. This covenant that we have. Your covenant people. Now, and what he told them was, that's when he instituted circumcision. All the males... All the males, whether they be of your bloodline or you know, your family, anybody who is in your family, anybody who is... And at that point, there wasn't a whole lot in his family, right? But all of these folks that live with you, all of the males must be circumcised. And then any other male that's born after eight days, they must be circumcised. Why? Because you're my people. We're in covenant. You're not like the rest of the earth. You're not like the rest of the people among the face of the earth, right? okay now we know my brothers and sisters this is God in the Old Testament you know speaking to humanity through this people amen yeah. then later on comes the Mosaic law still speaking through his people but he's speaking through his people and saying there's gonna there's something out there that's gonna happen and then it's going to be all people amen. and then it's not going to be a circumcision with hands it's going to be a spiritual circumcision with on the heart. Yes. Amen? Amen? So this is a sign. This is showing what's to come. This is part of it. Amen? But now let's go back just a little bit. Because I don't want you to get lost here. Remember what this is. This is about His people coming out from among the rest. Okay? No longer, you know, can we say uh, just by me, uh, by, by a male being circumcised, that that distinguishes Him uh, out from everybody else. That makes him uh, the Lord's property. That's, he's a child of God. That That's not how it works. Right? Anymore. Right? Okay. So, And I'm not trying to be rude or crude here. There's, there's not that physical thing that we can do anymore that would distinguish us above anybody, or, let me just say, not above anybody, but that physical thing that we do, or this this religious thing that we do, that makes us a child of God. We come out from among them, but listen, when we come out from among them, we have to go to something else. I want to make sure that we understand this. This is a two-part thing. Because we do know that there are a lot of folks that have come out from among, they've distinguished themselves from other cultures and societies, and they live as hermits and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that they're born again. It doesn't mean that they're God's people. Right? So it's not that I come out from among them, I'm going to all of a sudden live this pious life, and then that, it's, it's it, I'm good. It doesn't work that way, amen? We're, listen, we're coming out from among them, and we're going to Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. I'm in Jesus. Yes. Amen? Okay, so I want, I, I want to make sure that I'm understood. I don't want to lose track, and I don't want you to lose track, just because we're showing snapshots here in his life, his, him being Abraham. But you see, my brothers and sisters, this is our God. Our God has always been gracious. God did not change from Old Testament to New Testament. Yes. Yeah, it does say that the law was, 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 was brought by Moses, right? Grace and truth by Jesus, amen? But God has always been graceful. Yes. He's always had mercy. Yes. Amen? Thank you. Amen? Yes. Look at the grace over his life, him being Abraham. Yes. So 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 now watch. God tells him that you're going to have. When he's 99, he appears to him at this tent. He's at the, the door of his tent, and, and memory and he's praying. And now the, Jesus comes, and that's again, he warns him about what's going to happen in Sodom more. But he really comes there to tell him that this time, next year, your wife is going to give birth. But wait a minute! In between all of that, there was another snapshot. What was the snapshot? The snapshot was, because it wasn't happening fast enough, Sarah and Abram took matters into their own hands. Come into my handmaiden. Let's have a surrogate mother. You come and have my uh, handmaiden, Hagar, and then that will be uh, the one who inherits. And there there came Ishmael. Did God ordain that? No. No. But guess what? God had to bless it. Why? Because He said, your seed is going to be blessed. So He had to bless him some way. And so he had, and he, and he did. So, but, but my brothers and sisters, but he said that the promise, what's the promise? The promise is not coming through him. Yes. No, coming through the him. promise is coming from you and Sarah, your wife. Yes. That promise, looking forward, was that promise Isaac? No. 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 The promise was Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It had to come, Isaac had to be there. Isaac had to be there. But the promise that everybody was looking forward to, the promise that was spoken of, the promise that the Lord was speaking of, or God was speaking of, was Jesus. Amen? Okay. So now, Sarah laughs, we know that whole story, but then, my brothers and sisters, you know, that little blip, that little helping God thing, look at all of the problems that it's caused down through history. Amen? Why? Because, it wasn't happening quick enough, we're going to help God. Let me ask you something. Has that ever happened in your life? Right? You're following God, and you're praying for something, or something seems right to you, and you know God has promised you a certain thing, or it's going to be a certain way, but you say, hey, let me just say it this way. You're praying for a job. Let's just talk about that. You're praying for a job. Right? And you say, God, if this is the job, I can—I know about what I'm speaking, right? Eddie? I, if this is where you want me to go, then I'm in. You're, but it's not the job. But then you're trying to go ahead and, you know, you're not hearing the answer that you want to hear, or you're not hearing an answer at all. So what you're trying to do is justify yourself and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this extra thing. I'm going to do that extra thing. I'm going to call them until they hire me, or I'm going to, whatever the case may be, I'm going to manipulate or manage this situation. Whether it's a job, whether, just fill in the blank. I'm praying for God, I'm trusting God for this. But, while I'm trusting Him, it's taking too long. So now, I'm going to go ahead, and manage this just a little bit. I'm going to manipulate this just a little bit. How about, I've known some women, who were praying for husbands. And when they met almost Mr. Wright, they thought that they can make him Mr. Wright. Didn't turn out real good. Amen. Why? Well, okay, if you if that's where yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying to stay subdued. Preaching. Trust in the Lord right. with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Amen. He'll direct your paths. Right? Yes. Right? But, we, but, but, but again, you know, what, the Lord will give you, Psalm 37, the Lord will give you desires of your heart. Right? Yes. Well, see, I, I want a husband, or I want a wife, or I want this so bad. And so now, and I'm, and I'm trusting God, I'm praying for it, I'm trusting God. But so and so looked at me twice, and he's kind of handsome, or you know, he's the kind of guy that maybe could support me and a baby, or whatever the case may be. He's the he's the guy. So now, yeah, but he he's not saved, or he's not going to the church, or he's going to take you out of your church and go to a different church, or whatever the case may be. I, I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I cannot describe all the scenarios, but you know, right now, what I'm talking about. So all of a sudden, now we say well, I could fix that. So you manipulate or you manage the situation. It may not have to do, have anything to do with a, with a relationship, a male-female relationship. It may be something else. It may be just a friendship. It may be whatever it is. Uh, it, my brothers and sisters, the problem is when we think that God is taking a little bit too long, we're going to go ahead and either settle or manage or manipulate the situation ourselves and then justify what we're doing. Come on, so now watch. There is therefore no no condemnation, conviction. Yeah, conviction. Have I ever made that mistake? Yes. Have some of you made that mistake? Yes. And so now we see what happens. We're seeing this snapshots in Abraham's life. The father, and we see though, my brothers and sisters, God is still there. He's waiting for this. He's waiting to blow this blessing up on him. He's waiting to blow this blessing up on him. And so now Abraham gets to that point, and he hears God, and he believes him. And then he, listen, he believes, and he trusts, and we know what happens. Amen? So, Isaac is born. Hallelujah. Can you imagine how that must have felt for Sarah and for Abraham when Isaac was born? You got this healthy baby, and now he's he's living a little bit. You know, it's not like, you know, they had him for a little while, and then, you know, they had to worry about... No, he's living now for a little while, because in Genesis 22... God says I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 to you it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham he said to Abraham here I am God, God said here, he said Abraham he said here I am then he said take now your son your only son Isaac whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on the one of the, on one of the mountains which I, tell, I shall tell you think about that you've waited all of these years God has promised to you. And God, listen, not only has God promised Him to you, but He also promised that you're going to be the Father of many. It has to start with one. And so now God is saying to you, Offer Him to me. Kill Him. Can you imagine that? So what did Abraham do? Went on his way, did what God told him to do. Verse 9, they came to the place of which God had told him and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in, in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out. You know, let me, I, I just want to remind you, Isaac was old enough that he understood what was going on and Abraham handed him the wood. He was carrying the wood. And he was old enough to understand what was going on. He said, Father, I see the wood, I see the fire, but where's the lamb? Right? So he knew. He was old enough, he was cognizant enough to know what was going on. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. I, I can't imagine that. And, and listen, Abraham knows what he's about to do. And he's, he's about to do it. Can you imagine that? Now, some people will read this, non-believers, man, that's sick. There's no way. That really didn't happen. Or how can anybody do that? He's God. Yeah, but there's a lot of crazy people out there. And I think the last guy, one of the last guys, they caught killing somebody or something, God told them that, this is not that. How do I know that? How do I know that? Look at what came out of it. Look at what came out of it. He is the father of many nations. Jesus Christ came through him. Everything God said about him happened. Hallelujah. And even though my brothers and sisters, when God first we just say hey say he was 75 when he when God first spoke to him. He was 75. Now he's 100 when it happens, when it begins to happen, right? In that 25 years, Masamenos. In that 25 years, did he do everything right, he being Abram? No. Did he make some mistakes? Yeah. Was the grace of God on him? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you something. Those of you who have made mistakes and you think that it's all over, the grace of God is bigger than any mistake that you have made. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. Just remember, I always got to qualify this. The grace of God doesn't mean that you have license to continue to linger there. The grace of God is that which empowers you to get away from there. Amen? and doesn't slam the door shut when you make a mistake. Amen? God loves you. He didn't save you so that the first time you make a mistake. He jerks the rug out from underneath you and says, okay, goodbye. No, it doesn't work that way. And Abraham, look at his life. Look at the snapshots in his life. Now, go. let's go back to last week's message. Look at the snapshots in your life. There's some bad ones. There's some good ones. So now look. Let's dwell on the good ones and let's move forward. Philippians, where we're studying, right? Forgetting those things that are behind, let's move on. All right. God still has a call on your life. Amen. God still has a call on your life. God still has chosen you and, and he's, he's blessing you when you don't even know it. Yes. Let me tell you how I know that. Let me tell you how I know that. God, Father, I see the the, wood, I see the I see the fire, where's the lamb? God will provide for Himself the lamb. That's what Abraham told his son. Abraham told told his servants, you wait here, me and the boy will be back. He knew he was going up there to sacrifice him, to kill him and burn him. But he knew because God promised him that through him that all of the earth was going to be blessed. He knew that through him there would be many nations. He knew that through him his, his prodigy would be like the dust on the ground. It would be like the star. Look at, look up in the stars. Can you number those stars? If anybody can number those stars, that's the number of descendants that you're going to have. He knew it. Who knew it? Abraham. He knew it. How did he know it? God told him. And he just believed it. Me and the boy will be back. Hang tough. We'll be back. Right? Hallelujah. So now they go up there and Abraham's about to do it. And the angel of the Lord spoke to him out of heaven. Don't do it. Stop. Amen. So now look at verse 13 with me. Genesis 22, 13. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked And there behind them, was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, hang on to this. It might look like he's taking his time. It might look like maybe the grace is off of me. It might look like I've already made so many mistakes. This fulfillment of what God has promised can't happen. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, the grace of God is still upon you. If you're still naming the name of Jesus, if you're still, listen, if you're still praying to Jesus, if you're still following Jesus, if you're still, the grace of God is upon you. You've made some mistakes, but the grace of God is upon you. The gifts and the call of God are without repentance. So follow after God. Listen, wait on the Lord. He's the provider. See, you think that He forgot, or you think that maybe you've messed up enough that it won't happen. God's got a ram in the thicket. Just make sure you get to the mountain, baby. Just get to the mountain. You just got to get to the mountain. Carry the load that God's asked you to carry. But here's the thing about our God. Now that we know, listen... Now that we know, we know that we are not carrying the load ourselves. He is carrying it with us. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. When we're doing ministry, when we're helping each other, when we're loving on each other, it's not us doing it by ourselves. We are with Him. We are yoked up with Him. We have His Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now resides in me and in you. We're not doing it ourselves. So yeah, we might have to carry a load to that mountain, but we ain't carrying it ourselves. There might be some wood, and there might be some fire, and there might be some things that we don't even understand, but we're just doing it because God told us to do it. And we know, yeah, and it doesn't look good, all of this stuff that Pastor Tony preaches, all of this other stuff that God is my provider, it's not looking like it. How come it doesn't look like How come I don't, I don't have this, and I don't have that? We well, just wait. Just follow God. Be obedient. Because you might not see it, but He's already providing. And when you get there, there it will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give Him glory. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. He is a covenant keeper. What He's called you to, He will fulfill. Let's listen, let's not let all of this sideways stuff, let's not try to help God. Let's not try to help, let's just, listen, let's just be obedient. And let's not try to fix it for Him. He doesn't need my help. In fact, I've already confessed to you, when I've tried to help, I've messed it up. Hallelujah. Have you ever, I, I know I'm taking a little long, but just think about this. Have you ever tried to help somebody that kind of halfway knew what they were doing? Luke, have you ever tried to help somebody work on their house and, and, you know, or you're doing a task and, and you know what to do. And then, no, but they're getting their hands in there and if they would just leave you alone, you could get it done. Yeah. And, and you know how do you feel? Like, listen, I've, I've been that, listen, if you're not going to let me do this, then I'm going off. Because I'm not going to stand here and kind of just do that and watch you do it wrong, and then have to watch you deal with the cir- the, the consequences. I, if you, okay, if you let me do it, right? Had, has anybody? Have you, any of you ever said that you've been near somebody, you're you know somebody, you're helping somebody, and you just have that attitude? Just let me do it. I see some heads going like this. Just 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 let me do it. Because you're messing this up, and this ain't going to turn out good. And I don't want anybody to think I did that. Come on! Don't we do that to God? Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him. So now look. Here's what again. Here's again. What is it that you were supposed to get away from? Come on. Listen to me. Come on. No, no, no. Listen to Holy Spirit now minister inside of you. Now, if any of you, and I don't, ha- I don't think I have anybody in this room, but if any of you is looking, don't think oh, it's that wife. No. It's that husband. No. If you're already married, no. Listen. Listen. That situation that is causing you to compromise, that might be the very thing that is holding back. Amen? It might be that very thing. God is wanting to pour out that blessing. God has asked you to come this way. Walk here. I've got the blessing for you here. And then it hasn't happened. So maybe some of us, you know what, you knew that there was a call or you knew that this thing, God had ministered to your heart and this was going to be so. But it's not happening. I prayed for my kids so many years and they're, and they're not are not my Not my kids. I'm just saying. I've prayed for my kids and they're just, it's just, they're rebelling and there's things aren't happening. They're not right. So now I'm going to, and so what, so what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to make them do this and I'm going to make them do that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. No. Give them to God. Come on. Man, I I have this situation, that situation, and I've been praying about it for a long time. God has revealed to me that I'm supposed to do this work for Him. But I go to this church and I can't get it going. I go to that church, I can't get it going. I go to the other church. Maybe you need to stop and stay in one church. And maybe you need to pray diligently and be serious and not look at what everybody else is doing. Right? Right? I'm just saying some, I'm just throwing some things out there, as it were. But everybody in this room and everybody watching, there's got to be at least one of those things that you know God has told you. Now see, I'm not saying to you, my brothers and sisters, well, you got this bad habit, you need to kick the Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But you were supposed to leave something behind. And man, there was a point in your life where you were making strides with Holy Spirit, God was leading you. And then all of a sudden something happened. It it just uh, unexplainable. I don't know what happened. It's because those things that you were supposed to leave behind you didn't leave behind. You started this walk and you carried some things with you. There's still some of those relationships that you're having a hard time breaking. And those relationships are the things God is not punishing you because you won't get out of those relationships. God's not punishing you. God's not into that. God wants to bless you. But God says, leave that, come to this. Is that ministering to anybody? Okay, everybody, except Addie, stand with me, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I wonder if there's anybody in here. Can I get the praise to you to come back? I want to sing that last song, Tony, if you get that cued up. We're going to pray and we'll sing that last song before we go. But, I, but while that song is playing, if the Lord has ministered to you and you would like to pray with somebody, I would love for you to come on up. I would love for you to come on up and I would love to pray with you if you're a woman. We'll get uh, me and, and one of the ladies to pray with you. I would love for you to come up. But listen, only come up if you're serious. If you know that God has ministered to you You know that you've lingered too long someplace. Amen? And you're wanting to get away. Amen? God loves you. When you make that move, He will not reject you. You don't have to worry about what you did. You don't have to worry about how long it's been. Not a thing. Not a thing. All you need to do is just be serious in your heart that you want to be close to Jesus. Amen? Amen.